At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every basket, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a three-pointer at the buzzer to tie the game or a player that goes two for two at the foul line. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Hello and welcome to the Two Robbies podcast on NBCSports.com. I'm Robbie Mustard with my mate Robbie Earl. And Robbie, so many new things happened this weekend. Let's start with the biggest appointment managerial-wise in the Barkers Premier League. Jurgen Klopp started Liverpool. And we've kind of seen it already in this first game against Spurs, the, the pressing and the organisation and the tactical kind of acumen of, of Klopp and what he's going to bring to this Liverpool yeah. team, which I think is, is impressive and very, very important. But I want to take it on a little bit. And, you know, of course, the Liverpool fans want to know, Rob, when and how is this Liverpool team going to get into the top four and then challenge for the title. What do you think they need and how they're going to get it? Well, I've got three things written down, Robbie Musto. Messi, Ronaldo, Lewandowski. <laughs> they get those three, then maybe they can compete. But listen, it, it's not going to be an easy transition. I think this group of players, which are at, at their maximum, make just about top four. Mm. I don't think it's a title-winning uh, team. Uh, and for me, Rob, I, I think... Key will be an athletic centre-back. I think if you're going to play a high press and play higher up the pitch, you might squeeze the game. I, I, I'm not sure about the back two. I'm um, not convinced in, in the left-back in Moreno. Um, and maybe a defensive mid, even though I know Jordan Henderson still to come back into the team. But I'm not convinced that he might be mm-hmm. the player that, that can hold that middle of the park for them. Yeah, I think what I think they need, and Klopp said it a little bit afterwards where he said that the players have got to be cooler in possession. I think mm. like kind of the part one of it looked, worked really well. They won the ball back in good areas, and then it didn't go so well. They need more quality on the ball. A, a creative, deep-lying, central midfield playmaker, Ilkay Gundogan he had it at uh, Dortmund. Mm. You know, the likes of, I mean, Xabi Alonso, I mean, Gerard in his prime. Somebody that's really good on the football, Rob, I think they need to make them better in midfield. Yeah. Um, and just generally in those attacking areas, I just think they need more quality. The centre forward as well. We differ on the quality of Christian Benteke. Christian Benteke, yeah. yeah. I, 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 I'm just not sure, Rob, whether when they win the ball back, he, he and, and others are good enough to penalise teams because what they've done they've won the ball back with this press when the other side are out of position are they good enough to make that pay often enough? I would say a fully fit and a fully fully focused Daniel Sturridge a fully fit and a fully focused Christian Benteke with the likes of Coutinho or or Lallana around them with with whether Firmino is good enough or or Henderson maybe making runs from deep I think that's a, a front line that can cause problems in the Premier League but those players have to be fit but I, I go back to another point, and it's something Jurgen Klopp talked about, the, the coolness in possession. Now, I played in a team, Rob, that played a high-energy, high-press game at Wimbledon. The hardest thing to do is the moment you win the ball to stop the high-press because the heart rate's pumping, you, you, your blood's going, you, 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 you're up and, and ready for the game. All of a sudden now, what, what it's difficult to do is turn a switch and now be composed with your passing. And that's something Liverpool players are yeah. going to have to work on mm. if this gag and press that we, we, we see the new term in, in, in football now. If mm. this is going to be successful, if Klopp's going to have that kind of strategy, 
is players are going to have to learn how to press with the ball and be high intensity. And the moment you get it, switch off and now become more controlled and composed with your passing. Yeah, uh, fire and ice was often a term that, that we heard. Fire, mm. fire when you haven't got the ball to win it back and then ice when you do have possession. OK, mate, let's move on to Chelsea. Chelsea got a 2-0 victory against Aston Villa. But a very important player didn't play. Eden Hazard, the player of yeah. the year last season, the star yeah. player of Chelsea. Let's listen to what Mourinho said about him not being involved in this match. I left out Hazard because um, we are conceding lots of goals. We need um, to defend better. We need our midfield players to be just worried with the central area of the pitch, not to be worried about compensation on the left side of compensation, on the right side. And playing with Pedro and William, the midfield players, they don't have to look to the left or to the right because they know that they control very well. What I like is quality, quality, individual and in, in the game, when you have the ball. When you don't have the ball, quality means nothing. And what means? Is you have or you don't have. Yeah. yeah. Uh, fascinating stuff. Fascinating stuff, yeah. Robbie Earl. And very important stuff, I think, with the future of Eden yeah. Hazard. Very strong stuff. Now, first of all, what do you think about leaving him out? Do you think that Mourinho's got uh, reason to? I mean, that's quite a big accusation that our midfield players in the centre have to yeah. worry about his side because he doesn't track back. I mean, that's, that's pretty hard yeah. on the guy. Listen, I don't think he's made many right decisions this season, Jose Mourinho, and, and it's been a surprise. This one, I, I agree with, I have to say. Remember at the end of that interview, Rob, where he tapped his hand on his heart, and he, he was basically saying that he wants players who are going to give 100%, and he talked about doing it for the team and for the collective. And now, this is this is a road, a path we've been down before with Eddie Nazard, talking the 2013-14 season. Remember the Champions League when he let a runner go in behind him yeah. and it cost them, cost them the game? And he said at that point, and he dropped him, and he talked at that point that if he wasn't going to play for the team, he wasn't he wasn't going to be at the football club. And it changed as odd. His, his attitude changed. He became player of the, of the year last season. And so we saw a different um, Eddie Nazard. He's done a similar thing with Juan Mata. I think with Jose Mourinho, when, when he's not sure about it, when he can't trust you, there comes a crossroads position. You either have to do what he says and play for the team, or, Rob, as big a player as Eddie Hazard is in world football, you'll have him out of the football club. No, 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 no. Now, see, see, I think this is another decision that's that's wrong. It's a bad one. And it's typical. Why is it wrong? It's dro typical. Dropping because he's your, your best player. player. He's your best he's your player, best Rob. Player. Why'd you have to drop he him? Had, he hasn't had an assist. He hasn't had a goal. I see the shirt and the number, the name and the number. But I don't see the player, Rob. He ain't turned up this season. How many games can you continue to allow a player who's been I, one of I your agree. best players, as you say, not, not perform? I agree, but there's other ways of doing it. There's other ways of motivating the guy. Sit him down, talk to him, just kind of say, I need a little bit more from you, uh, Ed, and, you know, let's get a little bit more defensive side. Everything else will follow. He has a, he has a, a history, and he does this a lot where yep. it's, it's a big break. It's like a major incident, and you can lose players. You can lose players can that lose way. Them, he doesn't want to lose this guy. Get, you can also win them, Robbie. Nah. He's gambled on this before. But it's about traits, isn't it? It's about personality. It's about managing in the way you want to manage. And we've all had different managers. Some of them love putting an arm around your, your shoulder and, and cajoling you. Some of them like to put you up against the wall. And, and they're all looking for, for a reaction for you to come out and, and, and perform in a different way. 
with Jose Mourinho, he obviously believes with Eden Hazard that he needs to put his back against the wall and put some fire under him to get him going. I think it's super and, risky, mate. I think it's super risky. Mm-hmm. Do you know what Hazard might think? You know what? It's, this keeps happening now. I got pushed out the team before. I got criticised by my manager for not doing the both sides of the ball, let alone the fact, by the way, that I think in any team you can have one superstar player that is given a little bit of leeway. And let's be honest about it, Robbie. Earl. Robbie must it wasn't but, hey, listen, but last season... <laughs> you're you're not giving free ride. I cannot <laughs> listen, believe what I'm hearing. Listen, you're giving you, somebody a free ride. No, I'm not giving them a free ride, but you can't tell me that there's much difference in Hazard's ability or his enthusiasm to run back and defend mm. last season as this season. He's never going to be brilliant at doing that. He'll, he'll fill in spaces no. and fill in holes. No, I don't see a big difference. Last I just season, think he's, po- he's, season, picking on him he's a little scoring bit. goals, he's making goals, he's looking like he, he, he's a threat to the opposition. He's been none of those things, Rob. So I can pull with him, with him not doing some of the work when he's doing the other side of the game, but when he ain't putting it, when he ain't hurting defenders and making things happen for me attacking-wise, then I'm looking what he's doing defensively. I can't carry this guy. Not when you're sitting 11th in the table or wherever they're on mid-table and, and not sitting at the top of the league. Yeah, I, I understand why he's done it, Robin. There's two big games coming up for, for, for Chelsea this week. Kiev away in the Champions League and then West Ham away, which is going to be a difficult one for them at the weekend. We know this history between those two clubs. Mm. Tough week for Josie Mourinho. We'll see how this one all plays out. Just, just, just to finish up on, on Chelsea, Rob, and, and uh, just interested in what your take is about Mourinho and his future. Mm. Um, I don't think he's going to be manager of this football club this time next season. I really don't, wow. don't know whether he... He doesn't really have a history of, on, on of a bad term, run. On, on whose terms on the football club? Are you saying? I, I don't, on I, his? Oh, you I think, think the football club will move him out? Yeah, I think at the end of the season... I think at the end of the season, Abramovich will, will have a little look at this, an overview. You know, if certainly if they don't get in the top four, if the Champions League isn't a great campaign, I think he will switch managers. What do you think? No, I think he's there for the long haul as long as he considers it for the long haul. I think he signed a long-term contract. I think four-year contract started this season. I think mm. it's a there's a transition. I think there'll be some players in, some players out. But I just I'm in, I'm in the position where. I don't totally agree with Jersey when he said, but who takes over that group and makes mm. them better? Does he, Ooh, I don't think they get a Guardiola. Ah. I don't think they get a Simeone. Simeone. Oh. So, no, I, I'm a, I'll be a little bit surprised if Jose isn't in charge, but I'll tell you what, there might be a change of personnel mm. with some of his players. OK, good stuff, mate. Uh, let's move it on. Arsenal. Arsenal, Arsenal. Mm. Looking... Very good. Took them a little bit of time to really find their rhythm against Watford. Yeah. Um, but yeah. let's look ahead a little bit with Arsenal. They've got a, a, a huge Champions League game at home against Bayern Munich. I mean, Bayern Munich, Rob, have been, have been perfect. I think they've won every single game this season, playing fantastic football. Can Arsenal win at home? Of course they can win at home. Arsenal, when they play, if they play with the urgency, with the attitude, with the confidence that they started against Manchester United a couple of weeks ago. Arsenal are a match for anybody in Europe. And I'm talking about the best teams now. We know their frailties. We know their sometimes inadequacies where they're defending. But when they control the ball, move the ball and play at their best, they're a match for anyone. Now, you, you said before looking looking ahead for Arsenal. I sometimes think Arsenal try and look too far ahead. Remember early in the season when he doesn't play Patrick Cech in the Champions League because he's saving him for the weekend game. And they, like, they there's almost this kind of, well, we'll, we'll get through this game because the more important game is the next one or whatever. Arsenal have got to just say, do you know what? Every next game is the most important game. Concentrate on that. 
do what they need to do in each competition and then worry about that after. Look how players are. Look at fitness. Look at form. Look at your depth team squad and if you need to make changes. And I just hope that, that they go for it in the way that Arsenal can play because Arsenal are good enough to beat to be yeah, Bayern but, but they keep, and beat they keep, Everton at the weekend. Yeah, but they keep... I, I, I get the go for it and we've seen when Arsenal go for it. They, they can be fantastic. Mm-hmm. But they go for it in the European competition... With, with not enough safety for me. And I think this is a game where Bayern Munich will, will... Yeah, I think Arsenal will rattle Bayern Munich a little bit defensively, but Bayern, when they get the ball, I think they'll take advantage of spaces, they'll counter-attack. You know, whoever's playing at the back for Arsenal in the middle, I think is going to have a problem with Lewandowski and, and, and Thomas Muller. It's a brilliant uh, Bayern team. I think they'll, they'll Bayern Munich will win this game. Again, okay. moving on. Sorry, okay. mate. Got... Just, no, just, just quickly yeah. before we move on, because I've got to ask you the big burning question. Who plays striker <laughs> for Arsenal against Bayern Munich in a game that we're saying that they really need to win in the Champions League? Is it my friend, the Frenchman, Olivier Giroud, or is it your friend, oh, the God. Englishman, Theo Walcott? Well, about, about 45 minutes for each, because I think they're, they're splitting their <laughs> oh, time. They're both scoring. No, go. I've got to go for Walcott. Uh, Walcott. Theo Walcott. Pace is going to problem give them more of a problem. They've got big defenders with Boateng against Giroud. Giroud will be ineffective against Bayern Munich. Okay, mate. Let's move on. <laughs> okay, Manchester derby uh, Sunday, yeah. huge game. Again, I, I think we differ here a little bit in terms of who's mm. the favourite. I mean, Man City have been for the vast majority fantastic this season. New players coming in, brilliant going yeah. forward. But you still yeah. think United are favourites at home? Manchester United, I think, with the team, with the, with the confidence. Again, you know, all the big teams have got. Matches in Europe, which will may have an effect, Champions League. But Manchester United at home, I saw a balanced performance against, I'd have to say, below par Everton team. Snidling gave him a little bit more energy from midfield. Herrera's got that kind of burst from the central areas that can affect the defensive organisation of the opposition. Martial looked comfortable on the left-hand side without Memphis in the team, Rob. So I'm saying at home with a balanced team, with the confidence that against the City team that, yes, scored goals without Sergio Aguero with, with Sterling and Bonnie, but all due respect, it was Bournemouth. Mm. Manchester United are a better class of defender than, than, than Bournemouth. I think that City might just struggle without Aguero, who's a big-time player in those big matches for him. Yeah, I think it was quite uh, important that Sterling... Uh, had a good game, looked composed in front of goal, took his three goals really well. Um, it's interesting on, on Wilfred Bonny as well because I was reading that he's had, uh, he's had malaria, he's had some malaria. I- I- illness malaria, issues, yeah, yeah which might, might kind of explain a little bit that he's mm-hmm. been a little bit slow to get started at Manchester City. I just think, Rob, they've got so many good players going forward. It's going to be a fantastic match. We were there um, last time with our broadcast yeah, for NBC and, and, yeah. and what a game, what an atmosphere. Uh, this will be every bit as big, Rob. Yeah. This will be every bit as big, every bit as frenetic because um, you know United if things went in their favour could go top of the league if they beat if they beat City so you know for, for the first time for a while they're both sort of viewing for that top spot other big games other derby games again Sunday huge mm. Sunderland new manager with big Sam Allardyce taking control against Steve McLaren's Newcastle United fresh off a tremendous uh, victory 6-2 in their, in their recent game how do you see this one yeah. going? Well, if their motivational speaker can get on that pitch before the game and, and, and talk to them, get them in the right mood, I, I'm sure they'll be brilliant. As you said on the broadcast of the weekend, but mm. listen, I, I think Newcastle, for me, have to start favourites on the back of what's happened this last week. 
Sam will have a week on the training ground. We'll work harder with his players. One thing I think that Sam will bring to this football club is accountability for, for, for your actions. Players won't be able to get away with some of the things they've done in, in the past. People won't be able to stay in the team if they make poor mistakes. So he'll, he'll be working on the training ground to, 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 to shut them down um, defensively, make them a lot stronger. But I just think there's more attacking, more goal threats in the Newcastle team coming off the back of scoring six at the weekend. I just think Newcastle would have to start favourites from this. Yeah, again, sorry, mate. We're, we're having a, a funny, uh, funny week because I, I disagree. I, I think um, I think Newcastle almost that that the the success of that particular game, the mm. success of the front players, Wijnaldum, um, yeah. Arusi Perez, Musa Sissoko. Yeah. Is it going to be a false insecurity? Do they think they can go now and try and blow teams away? Because Sam Allardyce will have this team no. ready. They will counter-attack. Mm-hmm. And we saw, I know it was 6-2 um, for Newcastle, and, and it yeah. all looked very, very good. But I'll tell you what, Norwich had a lot of chances. They had a lot of space. They scored mm-hmm. a couple of goals. They could have had more. I see this game going as a, a Newcastle on the front foot, you know, with territory, with maybe possession, but I think Sunderland at home will be very, very tough, very strong, and will nick an away goal um, and win this game. But just on the bigger picture and the appointment of Sam Allardyce, Rob, it feels to me that this is a this is a proper appointment. It fi- I feel yeah. that he could mm-hmm. be here for a number of years, and almost it could be his best time as a manager. It's a huge job, big crowd, and a difficult job to make them stay up this season but I really like the appointment. Well, I think the big thing for me, Rob, with, with Sam is that he will come into this football club and he will give them an identity. Now, there might be some of the 40-odd thousand who don't particularly like that identity, but this is what he'll do. There'll, there'll be a style of play. There'll be a way of play. There'll be something you can turn up as a Sunderland fan every week and yeah. know what you're going to get. I don't think you've got that with the other past four or five managers. Some have been good names. Some have been great players and big personalities. But I've never really known what Sunderland were about, what they stood for, what's the consistency you get from Sunderland week in, week out. That will change under Sam Allardyce. His biggest challenge is going to be making sure this team stay in the division this season. If they do that, he will have the, the opportunity to start to build and they will start to be a club that will be known and renowned for a certain way of doing things and a certain way of playing. And they will have no problem staying in the Barclays Premier League. Do you like Steve McLaren, Rob? Um, I'm still the jury's still out for me I think Steve McLaren talked about he needed 10 games to get a better sense of things I said that for me this whole body of work for Steve McLaren is a season we will not really get a chance to see what Steve McLaren is about for, for the rest of the season but as you know Robin we talk about it on, on air a number of times this is a huge football club mm. that, that's, that's lacking a bit of soul and another club that lacks identity he's got a great opportunity to put a stamp on, on one of the biggest football clubs in English in English football by giving it some, you know, an attacking style, getting them better defending, you know, the, the fifty thousand fans, getting them back into even the top ten would be would be magnificent for this football club. So because of that opportunity, I think we, again, I, I just think if he can if he can get better players, give him two transfer windows, if he can, we know he's good on the training ground. If he can do those things and, and, and build, he could strangely be a guy who could who could take this club on, but. I have to say that the jury's still out in terms of his mental strength and personality. That's the thing I'm I'm a little bit concerned about. Yeah, I, I mean, I again, I worked with Steve McLaren. I played with him way back in the 80s, and and uh, 
and then he was my manager for a full season. So I know exactly what he's doing at the training ground. I know what will be really uh, well received. It's the training, the organization, the preparation, the whole sports psychology bit will be addressed. We certainly saw that before the game um, with Steve Black talking to the players. Um, But I just, there's just that part of him sometimes not being real being honest with the players and the fans about how the team are doing and we have definitely seen that in the interviews up to this point yes this was a great victory but i still think he's got a long way to go to be a consistently good manager at this type of level i mean i i think they'll avoid relegation by the way but i gotta ask you the question rob because they're still in a lot of trouble with kind of flaky players have they got any risk of relegation no I, i think they'll be all right i think the combination of the players with him with with the, the fans up there, they'll they'll have, there'll be enough days where they'll beat enough of, of the teams they need to beat to, to just survive. I don't see anything much more than a lower half finish, uh, like yourself. But I think we've got to give him time. You know, in football, we're all pretty want yeah. instant results and, and, and instant remedies to things. But now let's let's give him let's give him the season. Let's look back at, at what they've done, what they've achieved, and then I think we can start to make some some kind of conclusions. Absolutely, mate. Listen, we run out of time. Brilliant chat, Rob, as always. And remember, you can catch the Two Robbies Football Show on NBC Sports Radio, Saturdays, 5 p.m. Eastern Time, and subscribe through iTunes to listen to our weekly podcast. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. What do eight bags of concrete mix, a cooler full of 30-pound sea bass, and a 10-inch compound miter saw have in common? They're all things that are easier to load in and out of the bed of the new F-150. Thanks to its new available pro-access tailgate, that's also a swing gate. The new 2024 Ford F-150, tough this smart, can only be called F-150. Available starting early 2024, pro-access tailgate available starting spring 2024, cargo and load capacity limited by weight and weight distribution. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every basket, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a three-pointer at the buzzer to tie the game or a player that goes two for two at the foul line. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply.